On today's episode, we camp in the Mark Twain National Forest and dive deep into the natural springs on the current and Jack Forks rivers, where over 200 million gallons spring up daily. Hello, and welcome back to A to Z with Amy Z. I'm your host, Amy Z, and this is the third episode of the Travel Series. Today, we're in the Mark Twain National Forest, one of my newly found favorite places to go. Sometimes the best adventure you can go on is right in your backyard, and right now, mine happens to be in Missouri. Did you know that millions of gallons of water flow up and out of springs here daily, feeding the current river and Jack Forks River? I know, you didn't know that. You needed to tune in here to hear it. Or if you're from the Mo, the Missouri land, you may have already known that. And I've been here almost 15 years now, and I feel like I'm just starting to discover all the things that encompasses this state. It is a gorgeous state. I come from a land of flat, absolute flat corn We did have Lake Michigan, which was amazing, and I really, really miss that lake and Chicago a lot, but I am finding out that not all states are created equal in their beauty and finesse, and Missouri is definitely, um, like, the bluffs along, even along the interstate, and but in a lot of the different parks, just to see the rock formations and how the trees grow up out of them, out of the sides of them, and just to have hills of some kind. It's not just flat, although I will say that it's really hard to rollerblade when things aren't flat, and that's probably why I gave it up a long time ago, although it's making a comeback. Rollerblading now in your favorite bike path area. don't know. But yeah, so biking is harder, rollerblading is harder, obviously, when you have hilly lands. But what it does do for you is give you just breathtaking scenery when you're on a road trip. Whether you're heading out of St. Louis on 44 or 64 or 55 South. I mean, it's, if anybody's familiar with roads, those are our main, a lot of our main ones. The, the, it's just gorgeous. It's gorgeous and if you hit it right in the fall it's almost hard to drive it's so pretty and you know I love Colorado you know I love me some Colorado the last episode explained a lot of that but it is it is really really pretty if you have to go through St. Louis and you need to get south try and get down to like the Branson area I'm not saying head out to Branson and indulge in their shows I mean you can if you want to I'm actually going to head there pretty soon um, for a night at Table Rock, but the drive down to southern Missouri is is just phenomenal. It's so pretty, whether it's summer or fall. So I'm, I'm just, I say all that to say this. Is I'm finally figuring out after almost 15 years that my state has a lot to offer in day hikes and camping trips. And um, okay, so a little shout out because I'm going to talk about Mark Twain National Forest, but on the way to even get there, you can pass Elephant Rock State Park and the Johnson Shut-Ins. Elephant Rock is this park that has huge rock formations, huge, like as big or bigger than elephants. And you climb on them and you jump from them and hopefully you don't break your arm on them. So that was really fun when we took the kids there. But it's not, to me, I don't think it's a whole day adventure. It's like we stopped there before we went to Johnson Shut-Ins. And then Johnson Shut-Ins is 
like rocks in the water that you can slide around in. There's a couple of cliffs you can jump from. Um, although be careful because my oldest did pop her eardrum when she did that. Um, and that was very painful for quite some time. But And then there's hiking in the Johnson Chud. And so, and there's camping too, if you would like to indulge in that as well. So there's a lot going on in this foresty area on our way to see Springs, which was our desire for this particular weekend that we went. And yeah, so there's even more on the way if you if you like that kind of stuff. So we we wanted to go because we heard that Missouri's got at least seven, I believe. And we we watch a lot of YouTube for camping stuff. And this one guy came through the southern part of Missouri, which we hadn't yet gone to, and he was just blown away. And we're like, oh, really? Hmm, maybe we should go for a weekend since we're so close. And I'm so glad we did because there really is – I feel like there's so much more that we could have done, a lot more that we could have done. And we – for one, we went to the – we went the weekend that it was 103. I think it was like 108 with the Henodex or something like that. Like, it was so blazing hot here. And that did cause a lot of the bugs to come out in the humidity. So not only are you sticky, hot, sweaty, gross, but now you're like swatting flies away and they're just everywhere and it was just gross. That part of it was gross. Everything else is beautiful, but plan and prepare because it does get humid and there are bugs. And it's also like the year of the cicada, but I haven't really, I've seen a bunch of dead ones and I hear them once in a while, but I have, it hasn't like the big cicada blowout we had seven years ago, eight years ago. I don't know. It was 10 years ago, something like that. It wasn't that bad, but we did manage, we did manage to get in quite a few hikes to see not only the springs, but just the scenery along the current river. So when I think of a river, I I immediately, I guess, go to like the Mississippi and the Missouri, because I'm really close to them, the Merrimack River, and then the Wabash in Indiana, and the Kankakee River, the Ohio River Valley, like, and they're not really clean. They're just mucky, dirty, muddy looking. The current, the Jack Forks, those are the two that we got to see. They're crystal clear. Crystal, crystal, crystal clear. So people will sit and wade in the water with their chairs and their floating or their coolers or their regular coolers and they'll just hang out. And they just hang out, maybe throw a football. It's like being at the beach, but you're not. It's different. You probably need to have water shoes on at all times because it it's very rocky, shelly. We did find some sand right before we were hiking and right before we got to the current on this one trail. We did find a lot of sand, which was really strange, but... I mean, cool. It was cool. And I was just blown away, though, by the crystal water. There are some boats that come down, but they're these flat water boats. They're not like, and they they go really fast. And I guess you can call them a speedboat. I'm not much of a boater, so I don't really know the terms. But they're really flat, and there was fishing boats, and there was kayakers and paddleboarders. And, but yet, it didn't, it wasn't overcrowded, even though it was a blazing hot weekend. Because there's so much of it, and there's several rivers going through that area. So it was a really nice escape so close to my backyard to be able to cool off in the water and just chill out. Um, We decided to kayak. After we hiked quite a bit, we're like, we got this. We got this blow-up kayak. We didn't get it for nothing. We're going to do this. We like charted our course. We're like, okay, we're going to launch here. We're going to end here. It's all going to be good. Until we popped a hole 
pretty sure that the whole blow-up kayak, blow-up paddleboard thing is a very short-lived life, but we bought one anyway before the prices skyrocketed, and it has been fun, but we don't use it enough, and when you do roll those things up and put them away or fold them up, they're going to crease. I mean, it's just, it's just part of it, so it's super durable, thick, like fabric-y, whatever you call it, rubber, but it, it popped a hole. So here we are just floating along. We didn't even need to paddle. The current was just so smooth and and relaxing that we didn't even need to paddle except for to steer a little bit. And then one side of it's just slowly getting softer and softer and softer. And we're like, hmm, we need to rethink this one real quickly, Mike. Let's. And so we did. We just like hurried and like paddled off to the side and all the same time when we're like, it, it was so pretty. We're like, oh, look, there's a turtle. Oh, look, that might be a snake. Hey, guess what? We popped a hole. We got to get out snake or no snake. Oh, and they have like otters and stuff too. Yeah. I mean, just all kinds of fun things to look at while we're out there. I didn't see any fish jumping though. Hmm. Anyway, we had to get out quick because we had no idea how long the kayak was going to last. So that's another thing you can totally do. You can rent them down there. There's a ton of rental places uh, that you can pick them up. So if you don't have one or you just on the fly want to get out of town and you decide to go there, there's plenty of places that will pick you up, drop you off, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, you don't even have to do – and it, it's really not even that expensive. I don't remember what the cost was, but anyway, it's – I just feel like if you like the outdoors, it has got to be one of the more reasonably priced things, side hobby things to do in life. And so don't let kayaking and, and paddleboarding and those things stop you because it's really worth it for the value of, the, of what you get from it and what you have to pay. Our campsite was 38 bucks for two nights and we had electricity. I mean, 38 bucks. I, yeah, yeah. 38 bucks. That's cheap. That's like a dinner at Breadco. That's, that's cheap. Um, and there was even cheaper ones. So on the camping end of it, let's go to that for a minute. Um, we stayed, we camped at Big Spring. So we went to go see three different springs, Big Spring, Blue Spring, and Alley Spring. And we camped at Big Spring. You can camp all over the place down there, all over the place. But we decided to do Big Spring, and there's a ton of camping. There's, They have the hot showers and toilets, so if you want a tent camp, if you want a van camp, if you have an RV, you want to camp in that, um, and they can accommodate quite a bit. However, I'm going to say this out loud about camping at Big Spring if you're still listening to this crazy podcast. Two, the 200 loop is the only one with electricity. That is not easy. You is not easy to discover if you're on recreation.gov to book your site. I I booked this way in advance thinking nobody had electricity, but some people might have electricity, only to find out when we got there that no, it's only the 200 loop. I'm like, "Hey, would have been nice to know that." I don't know why, maybe they've changed it since then. Hopefully they have. There is not. And and here's the other irritating thing that happened. We were on fumes. When we pulled in, I should have stopped and gotten gas, but I'm like, hey, it's right here. We'll just detach the trailer and we'll go get it and we'll get some other stuff. I didn't want to like try and navigate parking in a gas station at that being where we were. We were on fumes. So we pull in. 
to the forest, the area that we knew we were supposed to be at, and there was the boat dock and camping sign straight ahead. Great. We pull into the boat docking area. There's no camping here. So we pull back out. We see somebody. We see a ranger. We're like, hey, is the camping up this way? He said, yep. Great. Headed on. Kept heading on. Kept going on. Went right through the forest. There were several other lots, but none of them were marked. So we didn't know where we were turning. We just knew it was straight ahead. So we kept going straight ahead. So watch for that. It's the second exit if you're coming off a 109 after the boat dock launch. Yes, it is. I've said it. You guys need to label. Although that's not uncommon in Missouri. That is one thing I've noticed. The signage here is is almost always terrible. Don't try to fly into the airport and not you just might as well just grab an Uber or something. Somebody that knows what they're doing because there is there's terrible signage around the airport. Terrible. Most of the highways they're pretty terrible. And guess what? Almost all the roads here don't go north, south, east, and west. They go at diagonals, so you can jump on and off at a lot of different points of the same road. The other cool thing about the camping is that they have an honor system. So you can register online and pay for your site, and then that secures what, which one you get and you know you have a place to go. And like the weekend we went, it was very crowded. So I'm glad that we had reserved in advance because there was nothing left. However, it's an honor system. So if you decide on a last minute, again, I'm all about those last minute trips, just jump in your car and go, you can pay cash in an envelope and it's an honor system. You throw it in the bucket, you tear off your tag and you post it at your site and you're good to go. So your reservations on the pole there and bathrooms are everywhere, hot showers, cold showers, water fill-up dump stations when you enter and exit. So not it's not full hookups at your site. If you're camping in an RV, you understand that but term. But So let's talk about the springs. Um, I have been to the hot springs in Arkansas, the springs, several different springs in Colorado. Um, but most of those were like bathhouses, pools, or the caves, the vapor caves. So this, I, I didn't really know what to expect. I just knew it was like springs. And so we thought we could maybe bottle it or we didn't know, like in Arkansas, like we didn't know what really to expect other than a little bit we've seen on a YouTube here and there. But so you, you have to hike to one of them for sure, but it's a really short hike. That's big spring. No, blue spring. I see, I get, I'm so confused. Both Alley Spring and Big Spring, you can drive pretty close and it's wheelchair accessible. And they are pristinely gorgeous in their turquoise, then deep blue colorings. It's so gorgeous. You can't touch the water. You're not, you can't go in the water. They are keeping the natural habitats going strong because of that. They are amazing to hear and to feel and to smell. Like they are just, you can hike around them um, and get, a, you know, a grasp of their their depth. It, it, they, they're just incredibly colored. It's, it felt like you were almost like in, in Cancun and you're looking down from, and it's just this, just gorgeous shades of blue, just absolutely gorgeous shades of blue. So, but they pump out millions of gallons of water a day, like well over 200 million gallons. 
just one spring will do that much. And that's what feeds then the current, the Jack Forks and the other rivers that surround it. And it's just coming up out of the ground. In fact, Blue Spring is so deep, it's deeper than the statue. It can it could fill the Statue of Liberty. So there's like this cute, cute, I don't know if cute's the word, but there's a sign when you're walking up to it. And it says that they were trying back you know, on 100 years ago, trying to uh, determine how deep it was. So they tied an anvil with rope and they dropped it down in there and it just kept going. <laughs> like, okay, well, that wasn't enough. So eventually over time, then they had a device that they could figure out that it was it's deeper than the Statue of Liberty. Can you even imagine? And this pool... Which again, I'll try and post pictures on Instagram for sure on this one because you've got to see some of these. And it, and it, and a picture doesn't even really give you everything that visually you take in when you're looking at it standing in for in front of it. The pool of water that can hold the Statue of Liberty, it's so deep, is only the I think you could park maybe four cars, four normal cars. Like it's really small. But yet it's super deep and then it just comes up and it's just like flat and you can see the everything going out into the river. It's It was really cool. And that was a short hike. That wasn't even a half a mile. That was a really short hike and it wasn't treacherous so kids can do it. And you can't take a wheelchair on it, but you can, you can definitely do it without struggle if you had a cane or maybe even a walker. Um, yeah, it was, it was absolutely gorgeous. And... That I would definitely want. There's a hike, there's a, not a hiking, there's a camping, like a boondocking spot on the other side of this. And I would definitely want to come back and do that someday and just be near it. And I don't know. Yeah, I just really loved it. Alley Spring is really cool because that's where like there was a little town. So you can see the mill that's uh, propelled by it. And there's a schoolhouse there. And they are making that one fully, fully engaged around it accessible for for wheelchairs. So right now it's under construction as of this podcast summer of 2021. Hopefully it'll be done soon. They said it was supposed to be done already. And here, when we even got there, it wasn't even done yet. So hopefully it'll be done soon if that's um, a necessity. And you can also camp near there as well. Just, again, just a great day trip if you're in the area or if you like to camp, make it a full weekend. There's lots to do. They even have they even have cool rangers that tell you lots of stories about how moonshine was made there and how from the moonshine that was made there, that came into somehow it comes into NASCAR because they are constantly speeding away and apparently they make a lot to make a like to make a lot of left-hand turns, therefore NASCAR, I don't know. I don't know. Um, a lot of this moonshine that was made in the, in the Mark Twain National Forest made it to Chicago and to Canada and some really crazy places. So that was awesome to make sure you, you hit up your ranger who's going to talk about the prohibition for a good 45 minutes, but only tell you for five minutes how, what to do in case of an emergency when you're on the river and where to put your feet. <laughs> he was awesome. Not complaining. It's just, there is some river safety that you need to know before you jump in it. And we spent more time on the prohibition than anything else. It's all cool. All cool with me. So listen up next week when I tell you about the very muddy hiking in Indiana at Turkey Run State Park. I would love for you to rate and review the show, share with a friend, and spread the love. 
Email me, please, or leave a comment in Instagram with show ideas, questions, or comments at a to z with z at gmail.com. If you love what you hear and you want more, don't hesitate to buy me a cup of coffee. Buymeacoffee.com slash a to z with amyz. Z.